Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, <clears throat> welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios of The Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Um, forgive us for being a little late tonight. I'm going to start right in without any preamble. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram from, uh, by Srila Sanata Goswami explains the Bhagavatam as well as any explanation I've heard. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvandurita Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who is supremely blissful to read. You every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marekabando Matsangin Madguro Ban Mahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadu tadayin atini chochata kada hanamunchagadachin mam premnarit kadayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly. O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached the 22nd chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and Sanat Kumara is explaining uh, the real goal of human life in such a profound way. We, we're, we're beginning with text 39. The devotees who are always engaged in the service of the toes of the lotus feet of the Lord can very easily overcome hard-knotted hard desires for fruitive activities. Because this is very difficult, the non-devotees, the jnanis and yogis, although trying to stop the waves of sense gratification, cannot do so. 
Therefore you are advised to engage in the devotional service of Krishna, the son of Vasudev. Purport There are three kinds of transcendentalists trying to overcome the influence of the modes of material nature. The jnanis, yogis, and bhaktas. All of them attempt to overcome the influence of the senses which are compared to the incessant waves of a river. The waves of, ri of a river flow incessantly and it is very difficult to stop them. Similarly, the waves of desire for material enjoyment are so strong that they cannot be stopped by, in by any process other than bhakti-yoga. The bhaktas, by their transcendental devotional service unto the lotus feet, of the Lord become so overwhelmed with transcendental bliss that automatically their desires for material enjoyment stop. <clears throat> the jnanis and yogis who are not attached to the lotus feet of the Lord simply struggle against the waves of desire. They are described in this verse as rikta mataya which means devoid of devotional service. In other words, the jnanis and yogis, although trying to be free from the desires of material activities, actually become more and more entangled in false philosophical speculation or strenuous attempts to stop the activities of the senses. As stated previously, Vasudeve Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojitaha Janayashvairagyam Jnanam cha yada hai to come. Bhagavatam 1.27 Here also, the same point is stressed. Bhajavasudevam indicates that one who is engaged in the loving service of Krishna, the son of Vasudev, can very easily stop the waves of desires. As long as one continues to try to artificially stop the waves of desires, he will certainly be defeated. That is indicated in this verse. Desires for fruitive activities are strongly rooted, but the desire, the trees of desire can be uprooted completely by devotional service because devotional service employs superior desire. One can give up inferior desires when engaged in superior desires. To try to stop desires is impossible. One has to desire the Supreme in order not to be entangled in inferior desires. Jnanis maintain a desire to become one with the Supreme, but such desire is also considered to be kama, lust. Similarly, the yogis desire mystic power, and that is also kama. And the bhaktas not being desires of any sort of material enjoyment become purified. There is no artificial attempt to stop desire. Desire becomes a source of spiritual enjoyment under the protection of the toes of the lotus feet of the Lord. It is stated herein by the Kumaras that the lotus feet of Lord Krishna are the ultimate reservoir of all pleasure. One should therefore take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord 
instead of trying unsuccessfully to stop desires for material enjoyment. As long as one is unable to stop the desire for material enjoyment, there is no possibility of becoming liberated from the entanglement of material existence. It may be argued that the waves of a river are incessantly flowing and that they cannot be stopped, but the waves of the river flow toward the sea. When the tide comes over the river, it overwhelms the flowing of the river, and the river itself becomes overflooded, and the waves from the sea become more prominent than the waves from the river. Similarly, a devotee with intelligence plans so many things for the service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness that stagnant. <clears throat> Similarly, a devotee with intelligence plans so many things for the service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness that stagnant material desires become overflooded by the desire to serve the Lord. As confirmed by Yamanujacharya, as confirmed by Yamunacharya, since he has been engaged in the service of the lotus feet of the Lord, there is always a current of newer and newer desires flowing to serve the Lord, so much so that the stagnant desire of sex life becomes very insignificant. Yamunacharya even says that he spits on such desires. Bhagavad Gita 259 also confirms Param Drishtva Nivartate. The conclusion is that by developing a loving desire for the service of the lotus feet of the Lord, we subdue all material desires for sense gratification. Text 40. The ocean of nations is very difficult to cross because it is infested with many dangerous sharks. Although those who are non-devotees undergo severe austerities and penances to cross that ocean, we recommend that you simply take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, which are like boats for crossing the ocean. Although the ocean is difficult to cross, by taking shelter of His lotus feet, you will overcome all dangers. Purport Material existence is compared herein to the great ocean of nations. Another name of this ocean is Vaitarani. In that Vaitarani ocean, which is the causal ocean, there are innumerable universes floating like footballs. On the other side of the ocean, is the spiritual world of Vaikuntha, which is described in Bhagavad Gita 8.20 as Parastasmat Tubhavonyo. Thus there is an ever-existing spiritual nature which is beyond this material nature. Even though all the material universes are annihilated again and again in the causal ocean, the Vaikuntha planets, which are spiritual, exist eternally and are not subject to disillusion. <clears throat> the human form of life gives the living entity a chance to cross the ocean of nations 
which is this material universe, and enter into the spiritual sky. Although there are many methods or boats by which one can cross the ocean, the Kumaras recommend that the king take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, just as one would take shelter of a good boat. Non-devotees who do not take shelter of the Lord's lotus feet try to cross the ocean of nations by other methods, karma, jnana, and yoga. But they have a great deal of trouble. Indeed, sometimes they become so busy simply enjoying their troubles that they never cross the ocean. There is no guarantee that the non-devotees will cross the ocean. But even though they manage to cross, they have to undergo severe austerities and penances. On the other hand, anyone who takes on the other hand, anyone who takes to the process of devotional service and has faith that the lotus feet of the Lord are safe boats to cross that ocean is certainly is certain to cross very easily and comfortably. Prithumaraj is therefore advised to take the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord to easily cross over all dangers. Dangerous elements in the universe are compared to sharks in the ocean. Even though one may be a very expert swimmer, he cannot possibly survive if he is attacked by sharks. One often sees that many so-called swamis and yogis sometimes advertise themselves as competent to cross the ocean of nations and to help others cross. But in actuality, they are found to be simply victims of their own senses. Instead of helping their followers to cross the ocean of nations, such swamis and yogis fall prey to maya, represented by the fair sex, woman, and are thus devoured by the sharks in that ocean. Text 41 And the great sage Maitreya continued, Being thus enlightened in complete spiritual knowledge by the son of Brahma, one of the Kumaras, who, is com who was complete in spiritual knowledge, the king worshipped them in the following words. Purport In this verse, the word Atma Medasa is, com is commented, commented upon by Sripad Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, who says that Atmani means unto Lord Krishna, Paramatmani. Lord Krishna is Paramatma, Ishwara Paramakrishna. Therefore, one whose mind is acting fully in Krishna consciousness is called Atma Meda. This may be contrasted to the word Griha, Medi, which refers to one whose brain is always engrossed with thoughts of material activities. The Atma Meda is always thinking of Krishna's activities in Krishna consciousness. Since Sanat Kumara, who was a son of Lord Brahma, was fully Krishna conscious, he could point out the path of spiritual advancement. The word Atmagati refers to that path of activities by which one can make progress 
in understanding Krishna. Text 42 The king said, O Brahmana, O powerful one, formerly Lord Vishnu showed me his causeless mercy, indicating that you would come to my house, and to confirm that blessing, you have all come. Purport When Lord Vishnu appeared in the great arena of sacrifice at the time when King Prithu was performing a great sacrifice, Ashwamedha, he predicted that the Kumaras, would very, the Kumaras would very soon come and advise the king. Therefore, Prithu Maharaj remembered the causeless mercy of the Lord and thus welcomed the arrival of the Kumaras who were fulfilling the Lord's prediction. In other words, when the Lord makes a prediction, He fulfills that prediction, although some of His devotees, through some of His devotees, I'll read that again, In other words, when the Lord makes a prediction, He fulfills that prediction through some of His devotees. Similarly, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu predicted that both His glorious names and the Hare Krishna Mahamantra <clears throat> would be broadcast in all the towns and villages of the world. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Prabhupada desired to fulfill this great prediction and we are following in their footsteps. Regarding his devotees, Lord Krishna told Arjuna, Kontiya pratijanihi name bhakta pranashyati. O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee will never perish. 9. Bhagavad Gita 9.31 The point is, that the Lord Himself could declare such things. But it was His desire to make the declaration through Arjuna and thus, and thus doubly assure that His promise would never be broken. The Lord Himself promises and His confidential devotees execute the promise. The Lord makes so many promises for the benefit of suffering humanity Although the Lord is very compassionate upon suffering humanity, human beings are generally not very anxious to serve Him. The relationship is something like that between the Father and the Son. The Father is always anxious for the welfare of the Son, even though the Son forgets or neglects the Father. The word Anukampina is significant. The Lord is so compassionate upon the living entities that he comes himself into this world in order to benefit fallen souls. Yada, yada hi dharmasya glanhir bhavati bharata abhyutanam adharmasya tadatmanam srijam yaham Whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Bharat, and a predominant rise of irreligion, at that time, I descend myself. Bhagavad Gita 4.7 Thus, it is out of compassion that the Lord appears in His different forms. 
Lord Sri Krishna appeared on this planet out of compassion for fallen souls. Lord Buddha appeared out of compassion for the poor animals who were being killed by the demons. Lord Nishingadev appeared out of compassion for Prahlad Maharaj. The conclusion is that the Lord is so compassionate upon the fallen souls within this material world that He comes Himself or sends His devotees and His servants to fulfill His desire to have all the fallen souls come back home, back to Godhead. Thus, <clears throat> Lord Sri Krishna instructed Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna for the benefit of the entire human society. Intelligent men should therefore seriously consider this Christian consciousness movement and fully utilize the instructions of Bhagavad Gita as preached without adulteration by his pure devotees. Text 43 <clears throat> My dear Brahmana, you have carried out the order thoroughly because you are also compassionate so, because you are also as compassionate as the Lord. It is my duty, therefore, to offer you something. But all I possess are, but all I possess are but remnants of food taken by great saintly persons. What shall I give? The word sadhu chishtam is significant in this verse. Prithu Maharaj got his kingdom from great saintly persons like Brighu and others just as one gets remnants of food. After the death of King Bena, the whole world was bereft of a popular ruler. There were so many catastrophes occurring there were so many catastrophes occurring that the great saintly persons headed by Brighu created the body of King Prithu out of the body of his dead father, King Bena. Since King Prithu was thus offered the kingdom by the virtue of the mercy of great saintly persons, he did not want to divide his kingdom among saints like the Kumaras. When a father is eating food, he may out of compassion offer the remnants of his food to his son. Although such food may be already chewed by the father, it cannot be offered to the father again. Prithu Maharaja's position was something like this. Whatever he possessed had already been chewed and therefore he could not offer it to the Kumaras. Indirectly, however, he offered everything he possessed to the Kumaras and consequently they utilized his possessions in whatever way they liked. The, verse ne the, the next verse clarifies this matter. Text 42, 44, excuse me. Text 44. The, the king continued, Therefore, my dear Brahmanas, my life, wife, children, home, furniture, and household paraphernalia, my kingdom, strength, land, and especially my treasury are all offered 
unto you. Purport. In some readings, the word dara is not used, but the word used then is raya, which means wealth. In India, there are still wealthy persons who are recognized by the state as rai. The great, uh, a, a great devotee of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was called Ramananda Roy because he was governor of Madras and very rich. There are still many holders of the title Roy. Roy Bahudur, Roy Chaudhuri, Chaudhuri, Roy Chaudhuri, and so on. Vidara, or wife, is not permitted to be offered to the brahmanas. Everything is offered to worthy persons who are able to accept charity. But nowhere it is but nowhere is it, is, it, is it found that one offers his wife. Therefore, in this case, the reading Raya is more accurate than Dara. Also, since Prithu Maharaj offered everything to the Kumaras, the word Kosha, treasury, need not be separately mentioned. Kings and emperors used to keep a private treasury which was known as Ratnabanda. The Ratnabanda was a special treasury room which contained special jewelries such as bangles, necklaces and so on which were presented by, to the king by the citizens. This jewelry, this jewelry was kept separate from the regular treasure house well, I'll read that again, sorry this jewelry was kept separate from the regular treasury house where all the collected revenues were kept thus Prithu Maharaj offered his stock of private jewelry to the lotus feet of the Kumaras it has already been admitted that all the king's property belonged to the brahmanas and that Prithu Maharaj was simply using it for the welfare of the state. If it were actually the property of the brahmanas, how could it be offered again to them? In this regard, Sripad Sridhar Swami has explained that this offering is just like the servant's offering of food to his master. The food already, already belongs to the master, for the master has purchased it, but the servant by preparing food, makes it acceptable to the master and thus offers it to him. In this way, everything belonging to Prithu Maharaj was offered to the Kumaras. Text 45 Since only a person who is completely educated according to the principles of Vedic knowledge deserves to be commander-in-chief ruler of the state, the first to chastise and the proprietor of the whole planet, Prithu Maharaj offered everything to the Kumaras. Purport In this verse it is very clearly stated that a kingdom, <clears throat> state or empire must be governed under the instructions of saintly persons and brahmanas like the Kumaras. When monarchy ruled throughout the world, the monarch 
was actually directed by a board of brahmanas and saintly persons. The king, as the administrator of the state, executed his duties as a servant of the brahmanas. It was not that the kings or brahmanas were dictators, nor did they consider themselves proprietors of the state. The kings were also well-versed in Vedic literatures and thus were familiar with the injunction of Sri Ishupanishad, Isha Vashyam Idang Sarvam. Everything that exists belongs to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna also claims that He is the proprietor of all planetary systems, Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. Since this is the case, no one can claim to be proprietor of the state. The king, president, or head of the state should always remember that he is not the proprietor, but the servant. In the present age, the king or president forgets that he is the servant of God and thinks of himself as servant of the people. The present democratic government is proclaimed to be a people's government, a government by the people and for the people, but this type of government is not sanctioned by the Vedas. The Vedas maintain that a kingdom should be governed for the purpose of satisfying the Supreme Personality of Godhead and should therefore be ruled by a representative of, of the Lord. The, the, head, the head of a state should not be appointed if he is bereft of all Vedic knowledge. In this verse it is clearly stated, Veda Shastra Vid Arati, that all high government posts are especially meant for persons who are well conversant with the teachings of the Vedas. In the Vedas, in the Vedas, there are definite instructions defining how a king, commander-in-chief, soldier, and citizens should behave. Unfortunately, there are many so-called philosophers in the present age who give instruction without citing authority, and many leaders follow their unauthorized instruction. Consequently, people are not happy. The modern theory of dialectical communism as set forth by Karl Marx and followed by communist governments is not perfect. According to Vedic communism, no one in the state should ever starve. Presently, there are many bogus institutions which are collecting funds from the public for the purpose of giving food to starving people. But these funds are invariably misused. According to the Vedic instructions, the government should arrange things in such a way that there will be no question of starvation. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that a householder must see to it that even a lizard or a snake does not starve. They, must, they also must be given food. In actuality, however, there is no question of starvation because everything is the property of the Supreme Lord and He sees to it that there is ample arrangement for feeding everyone. In the Vedas, 
Kata Upanishad 2.2.13 it is said, Eko Bahunam Jo Vidadati Kaaman. The Supreme Lord supplies the necessities of life to everyone, and there is no question of starvation. If anyone starves, it is due to the mismanagement of the so-called ruler, governor, or president. It is clear, therefore, that a person who is not well-versed in the Vedic injunctions, Veda Shastravit, should not run for election as president, governor, and so on. Formerly, kings were Rajarshis, which meant that although they were serving as kings, they were as good as saintly persons, because they would not transgress any of the injunctions of the Vedic scriptures and would rule under the direction of great saintly persons and brahmanas. According to this arrangement, modern presidents, governors, and chief executive officers are all unworthy of their posts because they are not conversant with Vedic administrative knowledge and they do not take direction from great saintly persons and brahmanas. King Vena, because of his disobedience to the orders of the Vedas and the Brahmanas, King Vena, Prithu Maharaja's father, was killed by the Brahmanas. Prithu Maharaj therefore knew very well that it behooved him to rule the planet as the servant of saintly persons and Brahmanas. And that brings us to 745. So we'll stop our reading tonight and we'll start tomorrow night at 46. And we'll patiently wait for the reflections from the assembled devotees. This evening is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabira Bhakta Vinda ki jai. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Again, we are at the right place at the right time. Thank you for thank you for making every day of our life auspicious by sharing the Srimad Bhagavatam with us. Hare Krishna. That's the goal of my life. Thank you for encouraging me. Hare Krishna. And from Ananda Murti Devidasi. Yes, Ananda Murti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Śrīla Prabhupāda. Thank you so much for reading Śrīla Prabhupāda's books every day. Hare Krishna, the pleasure is all mine.
I just wish there would be more reflections <clears throat> on what we've heard. So nice how Pritu Maharaj gave everything to the Kumaras with the knowledge that nothing belonged to him even though he was the emperor and was in control of the whole world Hare Krishna compare that to today's leaders such a stark con contrast this is from Bhakti Rupa yes Bhakti Rupa thanks for reading Maharaj Hare Krishna Hare Krishna I liked a point made about making a plan to fill our day with the Lord's service. Yes. Thus avoiding the material energy naturally. Yes. The modern day attempt is to conquer the modes of nature, conquer Mother Nature, which is impossible. So Prabhupada used to say, when you try to do something that's impossible, what happens? Your life becomes very complicated. <laughs> Whenever you try to do something that's not possible, it, life becomes very complicated. The reactions and further reactions and further reactions which come from trying to stop the modes of nature from acting, is, it's ludicrous actually useless activity Hare Krishna this is from Anandamurti yes Anandamurti today I heard Ishavasamidang Sarvam everything that exists belongs to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna also claims that he is the proprietor of all planetary systems, Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. Since this is the case, no one can claim to be proprietor of the state. I should always remember it and use my life as a servant of the Lord. Absolutely. Thank you. And you are doing that also. You're not just saying it, you're doing it. Yesterday, one Bhagavad Gita and two small books distributed during lunch break. Hare Krishna. Full utilization of time. Thank you so much. This is from Subarao. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. <clears throat> Among many gems, I like this one from Purport 422.42. In other words, when the Lord makes a prediction, he fulfills that prediction through some of his devotees. Mm. Similarly, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu predicted that both his glorious names and the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra would be broadcast in all the towns and villages of the world. Srila Bhakti Thakur and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Prabhupada desired to fulfill this great prediction, and we are following in their footsteps. Unquote. His confounder Acharya Srila Prabhupada Kijra. Hare Krishna. 
All credit goes to Srila Prabhupada and his disciples. All glories to daily readings. Yes, and another point to be made in that regard is that all of the the essence, at least, the essence of all the previous Acharya's commentaries are found interwoven into the Bhaktivedanta purport. So not only is he not only is he giving his personal realizations, but he's giving the realizations of all the major uh, previous acharyas. Hare Krishna. That is Prabhupada's mercy. This is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Tonight in 4.22.40 we heard The human form of life gives the living entity a chance to cross the ocean of nations, which is this material universe, and enter into the spiritual sky. Although there are many methods or boats by which one can cross the ocean, the Kumaras recommended that the king take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, just as one would take shelter of a good boat. Hmm. Non-devotees who do not take shelter of the Lord's lotus feet try to cross the ocean of nations by other methods, karma, jnana, and yoga, but they have a great deal of trouble. Indeed, sometimes they become so busy simply enjoying their troubles that they never cross the ocean. Hmm. There is no guarantee that the non-devotees will cross the ocean, but even though they manage to cross, they have to undergo severe austerities and penances. On the other hand, anyone who takes to the process of devotional service and has faith that the lotus feet of the Lord are safe boats to cross that ocean is certain to cross very easily and comfortably. I was smiling when I heard they become so busy enjoying their troubles intriguing phrasing. How should we understand this exactly? But what was the phrase again? So busy enjoying their troubles? Yeah, they become so busy enjoying their troubles. Yeah, we should understand that the result of associating with Maya is that Maya convinces the soul that suffering is actually pleasure. Or the struggle to try to get pleasure is actually the pleasure. It, that's called illusion. That's why it's called maya. Ma-yat. Ma-ya. Not that. The illusion becomes very tight. Then we actually think that suffering is pleasure. Because every form in the material world is bound to dissolve. Therefore, real pleasure cannot be found in this material world. Except at the lotus feet of the Lord through the teachings of his, his teachings and teachings of his pure devotees. And it was nice to bring it up again that was, that was something that was already already quoted by another devotee 
and that is that the Lord pro fulfills His promises through His devotees. Hare Krishna. Pratimanjari says, It sounds very familiar to me. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. I need to hear it again and again, and yet again. Hare Krishna. Welcome to the club. Everyone needs to hear it again and again, and yet again. Alright, these have been very wonderful last few days of the Kumara's instructions to Maharaj Prithu and Maharaj Prithu responds to them by giving them the whole world. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabheda. Whoops. Ananda Murti. Murti has something else to say. Yesterday the person who took Bhagavad Gita said he will come back again to take my wallet from my car and pay for his book his books. He said to wait fifteen minutes there on the street. Then I was waiting twenty minutes, but he didn't come back, and my lunch break was over, so I returned to my duty. So even I lost Bhagavad Gita in one small book and the time for eating lunch. I am feeling sorry to lose two books. You never, you didn't lose them, you distributed them. <laughs> Hare Krishna. There's no, there's no failure in devotional service. Just the attempt at devotional service is successful. And not only that, pure devotional service is so successful that if someone's watching you do that devotional service and they appreciate what you're doing, they get the benefit of the devotional service. So there's never any failure in devotional service. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda bhakta vrinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi hari hari bol. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. Uh, as it goes on and on, this nectar of these conversations between Prithu Maharaj and the Kumaras and Maitreya and Vidura and everyone else. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.